This podcast is sponsored by Craft and Hobby. Visit go.craftandhobby.com slash PLA to access over 4,000 hours of content across 20 different creative disciplines. Unlock the creative potential at your library with Craft and Hobby. We can't make this list without thinking about Jean Lun Yang's American Born Chinese. So for me, this is one that really stood out because, wait, a Chinese person even if it's a cartoon, can be the front cover of a book. And seeing this book and reading it and thinking about all these different concepts and layers. And so I realized that representation was so important. And that is a big reason why I want to be a librarian to help kids find books that reflected themselves. Welcome to FYI, the Public Library's podcast. I'm Kathleen Hughes. On today's episode, we are talking about Stories Beyond Borders, a book list created by the Chinese American Librarians Association to commemorate their 50th anniversary. Stories Beyond Borders features children's, middle grade, and young adult books centering Chinese American and diasporic voices. This celebratory reading list was formed through a collaboration between the Chinese American Librarians Association and the Young Adult Library Services Association in consultation with the Association for Library Services to Children. Our guests were both members of the task force to create the list. I'm Crystal Chen, and I am a digital educator, support manager, and archivist at Facing History in Ourselves, a nonprofit organization that supports educators and students in using the lessons of history to fight bigotry and hate. Prior to this role, I worked over a decade in public libraries, most recently in New York. I'm a member of Yalsa, Kala, and Apala, as well as a community admin for We Here. I'm Melody Leung. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a youth services librarian in Washington State, focused on multicultural and inclusive programs, outreach, and services with a foundation in equity. I've been in libraries for about 15 years, and I'm an active member of ALSC, Association for Library Services to Children, TALA, Chinese American Librarians Association, and APALA, Asian Pacific American Librarians Association. In addition to this committee with Crystal Chen, I most recently served as co-chair of ALSC's Library Service to Underserved Children and their Caregivers Committee. Welcome, Crystal and Melody. To start, congratulations to the Chinese American Librarians Association on the 50th anniversary, and what an excellent way to commemorate the event. Can you tell us a bit about how the project slash idea for a reading list came about? The genesis for this project started back in November 2020. I was a member of the CALA Fundraising and Public Relations Committee, and we determined there was a need to celebrate and promote CALA's 50th anniversary, which was upcoming in March 2023. Beyond just this 50th celebration, we also wanted to find ways to uplift Chinese-American and diasporic voices, empower youth communities impacted by xenophobia and racism during the COVID epidemic, and provide a pathway for more collaboration between the NALCOs or National Associations of Librarians of Color and ALA, and help create a more inclusive organizational environment for underrepresented library workers like us. So that original discussion within the CALA Public Relations Committee then led us to reaching out to Yalsa and ALS to see how we could collaborate and create this commemorative reading list. From there, it took about six to eight months to set the structure and supports for the CALA Yalsa Task Force, which then spent the following two years developing criteria, evaluating books, creating the list, and planning subsequent author webinars. Through the course of all of that, we had many, many people who contributed in various ways. We did our best to name all of them in our final list, which is downloadable at bit.ly for slash Stories Beyond. But I did want to highlight the people early on who pushed so much of this project forward, including Ray Pun, 
who has just now ended his Cala term as president, Amanda Barnhart, the Yale's president in 2020, who really championed this project and walked me through all the steps of creating a board document, which I'd never done before. Shantae Burns Simpson, who was a past BCALA president who was an inspiring force and also provided a lot of guidance because BCALA had created lists like this already with ALSC and GNCRT. Danielle Jones, who was a Yalsa colleague that helped us negotiate who to contact in ALSC, and one of my Kala colleagues, Sai Dang, who suggested Melody as co-chair, who has been able to bring in all the necessary perspective on children's literature and who has just been like a really great partner in this project. How were the books selected? How did the group work together to decide on the final list? Crystal Chen has been an amazing co-chair, has organized a lot of the back end for this particular process. The task force is consisted of appointed members from both Kala and Yalsa, Jen Wu, Christy Lau, Susan Shi, Kathy Adronik, and Amy Chow. And this task force met on a regular basis to create criteria, really debating on what it means to have a list about Chinese American and diasporic voices. We together to discuss titles very often, at least monthly, sometimes twice a month, and collaborated on marketing efforts to get this list out. We consulted with the ALSC's Quicklist Consulting Committee for title recommendations, and our vision as co-chairs between Crystal and I was to encourage all our members to share their own personal recommendations, listen to others within our profession, consider different viewpoints, different viewpoints even within our own task force, and keep in mind the importance of inclusion throughout the list. And can you talk a little bit about the criteria, how books were evaluated? For the criteria, we focused on seeking out titles for youth audiences, so anywhere from 0 to 18, written and illustrated by Chinese American or diaspora creators. These included those who identify as individuals of Chinese heritage, but from all over the globe. We focused on books published between 2020 and 2022, but also considered titles that were deemed influential in youth literature in regards to Chinese American influence, what really brought a lot of the inspiration for authors that are creating today, but maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago. We looked at different evaluating factors such as authenticity, accuracy, appeal, and creativity. So for example, authenticity, we asked ourselves, was the piece of work written through an in-group or authentic perspective? Did the author write from their own experience and background? And were their characters and relationships believable? We also looked at accuracy, especially for historical titles, looking at was it well-researched? For realistic fiction, we would ask ourselves, did the setting of the title follow reality and the real-life problems that we see today? The appeal was more aimed for the intention of who we wanted the list to be for. So we were aiming at the audience for youth of all ages and their grown-ups who work with or care good for them. So each title was evaluated for how it would appeal to the youth it was written for. So if it's a board book, how does it appeal to the babies and the parents who are reading it or caregivers? And lastly, creativity. Many of the titles are new voices and different than any other titles because publishing has increasingly been heading in a more diverse direction. So we looked at how these stories were crafted in comparison to the expertise of each of the task force members in looking at different aspects of youth literature, like some of us who had more of an expertise in picture books, or some of us have more of an expertise in young adult fantasy. And all of this together became our conversations together to talk about each of the books. And was there a reason for selecting books from the 2020 to 2022 time period? 
from a logistical standpoint, we knew that we had a relatively small task force with a limited capacity, right? And we wanted to make sure the work would be manageable for us. So we determined a three-year limit to give us the best opportunity to evaluate as many books as possible within those parameters. But as Melody said, we left room for older books that were still in publication that we consider to be trailblazing or influential because it's really hard to talk about a lot of the recent works without acknowledging the contributions of authors like Grace Lynn, uh, Jean Luen Yang, and Lawrence Yep, and their effect on youth literature. And the timing also coincided with the need of repair and healing from the coronavirus pandemic and the hate that many Chinese and fellow Asian people have suffered from. So since writing reflects the time period, this period was full of authors who were processing the deep feelings of this period and created works that helped the rest of us cope. So after immersing yourselves in all of these books over the past few years, can you share a few favorites with us? We had a lot of different favorites during this period. A lot of just favorite authors. Kelly Yang had a couple of items that were in this list, including the Front Desk series and the newer book, New From Here, that was about her own experience during the coronavirus pandemic that affected her and her family. And so that one was one that really stood out, especially when we were talking about this particular group of people during this time period. And another one I really want to highlight is Let's Do Everything and Nothing by Julia It's a picture book about a mother and young daughter really enjoying each little moment together, moments that seem like they're not doing anything, but they really are. Julia's illustrations really bring a sense of warmth and love that you can see oozing out of each scene with the different color palettes that she chose. But the best part to me is the empowerment that was shown through the little details, like a scene of a nostalgic kitchen many Asian kids would recognize with a rice cooker on the counter, soy sauce up here in the pantry, and a walk just out on the burner and having both mother and child on top of a mountain, another scene that we saw, like they can basically accomplish anything together. These are some reasons why we really appreciated Julia Kuo for artwork and approached her to be included in the printed list for our book list. Let's pause here for a moment to hear from our sponsor, Craft and Hobby, and then we'll get back to this terrific conversation with Melody Leung and Crystal Chen about the Stories Beyond Borders book list. Introducing Craft and Hobby, unlock creative potential in your library. Are you ready to dive into the captivating world of crafts and hobbies? Look no further than Craft and Hobby, the premier instructional video platform designed exclusively for libraries. Craft and Hobby is dedicated to helping patrons connect with their passions and unleash their creativity by offering the largest on-demand catalog of classes and instructional articles in the Craft and Hobby space. At Craft & Hobby, we aim to serve diverse makers in your community by providing them with unlimited access to over nine online learning libraries, boasting a staggering 4,000 plus hours of content across 20 different creative disciplines. Our platform caters to a wide range of interests. Whether your patrons are passionate about quilting, fitness, papercraft, gardening, or photography, they will find a wealth of knowledge and inspiration at their fingertips. Let's explore some of the key features that make Craft & Hobby truly special. Anytime, any device. Our web-based platform enables patrons to access Craft & Hobby from any internet-enabled device. Unlimited access. With Craft & Hobby, your patrons will enjoy unlimited access to our entire instructional content library. Quality instruction. At Craft & Hobby, we pride ourselves on providing top-notch instruction. We have carefully selected leading experts in their craft genres to produce high-quality classes with in-depth instruction. So why wait? Unlock the doors to creativity and empower your patrons with Craft and Hobby. Visit our website today at go.craftandhobby.com slash PLA to learn more about Craft and Hobby and how you can offer this invaluable resource to your community. 
I agree with Melody. Those were um, excellent books. A couple of my favorites are Ten Little Dumplings by Larissa Fan, which is a picture book. The reason why I love that one in particular is when you're first reading it, it's setting up a story that feels really familiar about these brothers. But then as it progresses, it subverts those expectations. It becomes something totally different. I also really loved Superman Smashes the Clan by Gene Yang because it's another book that feels really layered in what it's trying to say. Um, you have Superman who is an actual alien and his storyline entwines with that of a Chinese American family who feel alienated within their community. This has a particular resonance for me. I think a lot of other immigrants, I used to have an ID card that said like resident alien because that was a terminology used by the U.S. government. And I also appreciate that this is a comic book that doesn't shy away from difficult issues like anti-Black racism in Chinese and Asian American communities and talks about the intersection of power and racism in very real ways. Is the list divided by age? So we have books for children and books for young adults. And within the children's category, it's divided into picture books and also middle grade books. And we worked with the graphic designer, Allison Chi, and she was really wonderful and kind of graphically representing that by like the change in color gradations. The group also decided to include a few older books based on their historical influence and continued significance to Chinese American youth literature. Which books stood out to you in this group? We talked a lot about what book we first think of, and we can't make this list without thinking about Jean Lun Yang's American Born Chinese. So for me, this is one that really stood out because when it came out, it was a big reason why I became a librarian. I believe I was in middle school. I actually saw the book in a paperback section in the teen zone of my local library in a very rural area. And I was like, wait, a Chinese person, even if it's a cartoon, can be the front cover of a book. Because before that, I was reading American Girl, trying to think about what it's like to be an American girl. And seeing this book and reading it and thinking about all these different concepts and layers within it and knowing that that can be something that's popular. And then it went on to win awards and all of that. And so I realized that representation was so important. And that is a big reason why I want to be a librarian to help kids find books that reflected themselves, um, especially in underrepresented areas and places where they might not be able to find books for themselves. I also agree with Melody's pick. American Born Chinese is a book that still has relevance for me as an adult reader. I think it's a book that should be taught in every classroom. It has a great historical tie-in to very real and racist representations of Asian people, particularly East Asians, and the stereotypical character Chen Qi. And it does such a great job of visually expressing ideas of a divided self and of a double consciousness as framed by W.E.B. Du Bois. There's also so much nuance regarding issues within Asian communities. Um, it talks about internalized racism, the white gaze. I think there's the scene with the monkey king who's trapped beneath a pile of stones, which I find to be such a like really fantastic visual metaphor for the price and burden of systemic oppression. And it's another book that I think has so many layers that you can peel back and find something new every time. So how did you approach the challenge of representing the diverse and complex Chinese American and diasporic experiences across geopolitical boundaries? It was amazing to have the task force members that we did that gave different perspectives on this, but we all had the intention to make the list as uh, inclusive as we could. So when it came to searching for books, we kept our search as broad as we could. If something vaguely was within our criteria, we tried evaluating it. If one of us in the committee liked a title, we'd ask for another set of eyes or two to review it and then discuss it more at our meetings to make sure that it fit into those criteria that we created. 
And to add to what Melody is saying, we also did our best to be as inclusive as possible while recognizing that our job was not to arbitrate geopolitical conflicts. So we're here to uplift the voices of individual people and not like a country or an idea of a country. And that's also why we try to be inclusive in our description of the list as Chinese American and diasporic, because we recognize that self-identity can be really complex. For example, identify as Taiwanese American, but not Chinese American. And we want to be sensitive to that while compiling books that would reach and engage young people of the Chinese diaspora. And what impact are you hoping the list will have? We hope that the reading list will show people the amazing wealth of titles that represent Chinese American and diasporic individuals and some of the authors that really paved the way for newer titles to exist. The most important aspect of these titles is that they are of individuals of Chinese heritage in some way, shape, or form in all sorts of genres. So we have picture books, board books, we have realistic fiction, sci-fi, fantasy. Basically, we want to show that we, as Chinese American and diasporic individuals, can exist in all types of spaces and that we should exist in all spaces. And how do you envision the reading list contributing to the broader goals of Kala and Yalza in promoting diversity and representation in literature? We were very clear from the beginning that we were creating a selection list that would be a tool that could be used in libraries to enrich existing collections. We want libraries nationally and internationally to look at the books on their shelves and really think about whether or not they are reflecting their communities and providing books that highlight underrepresented voices. We're very grateful to Julia Kuo and her publisher, Roaring Brook Press for giving us permission to use her artwork in Let's Do Everything and Nothing, as Melody mentioned, and also graphic designer Allison Chi, who used that art to make this incredibly beautiful PDF that helps us really promote this project. We're also in the process of implementing a series of author webinars, including the upcoming one featuring Julia Kuo, Laura Gao, and Jean Luen Yang. I think all of that together really helps amplify the voices on our list and show publishers that there is a demand for more books like this. So what's next? How do you anticipate the list evolving or being updated in the future? This list took two years, counting a little bit more, of a lot of hard work from this task force, a lot of back-end work with Crystal. And this project has been well-received, and we hope it can happen again in the future. Perhaps it's something that can be updated every three years, and that all depends on the leadership of all the different groups um, and the big collaboration that we did together. We can also imagine even more collaboration between different organizations to create lists like this one to highlight the diversity in youth literature and show more intersectionality of diversity within the different groups. This has been such a great project, and we're really proud of the work that our task force members have done to create it. What other exciting Cala projects are on the horizon? Well, because of the new fiscal year, the leadership has changed over for Cala, and so we're welcoming our new president, Vinci Kwong, and Ray Pun is now our immediate past president. I think there are probably a lot of projects in the works, but it may be too early to really tell. Cala does put out this annual Best Book Award list that spans youth and adult audiences, so I would be on the lookout for that every year. There's also a ton of other annual award and selection lists that I think are really worth checking out that highlights BIPOC or Black, Indigenous, and People of Color. Some of those are the American Indian Youth Literature Award administered by AILA, the Paula Asian Pacific American Librarians Association Literature Awards, the Pura Bell Prey Award that is sponsored by Al Skialsa and Reforma, BCALA has their own literary award winners, or BCALA, and also We Here puts out seasonal book lists that feature BIPOC voices, all of which is collected in the We Reads archive. Is there anything else you'd like to share about the list or CALA or anything else? 
the last thing I guess I want to say is I think there's a lot of people with a lot of different ideas sort of out in the library world. And I think this project is kind of proof that if you have an idea, you know, really talk to people, find ways to collaborate and kind of push it forward. I would say like three years ago when we were first discussing this, I don't think we would have seen the final results or imagined it in a lot of ways. And that was due to like the contributions and the hard work of so many different people. So I think we're really proud of this project and the work that went into it and the final results. And I want to encourage like other people to really reach out um, to each other, um, find projects and different things that they really feel passionate about and really push it forward. That was Melody Leung and Crystal Chen talking about Stories Beyond Borders, a book list created to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the Chinese American Librarians Association. Thank you to today's sponsor, Craft and Hobby. Visit go.craftandhobby.com slash PLA to access over 4,000 hours of content across 20 different creative disciplines. Unlock the creative potential at your library with Craft and Hobby. Thanks for listening.